Well, hey everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. In this episode of our podcast, we are starting into a brand new series of sermons called Overwhelmed. And let's face it, we all know that there is plenty in this world that can stress us out and leave us feeling overwhelmed. It doesn't matter if you're talking about the war that's happening in Ukraine right now, if you're talking about what's happening in our economy, or if you're talking about the surge in cases of COVID-19 that we've been seeing recently, or so many other things. There are so many things that can leave us feeling stressed out and overwhelmed. So all throughout this series, we're going to be talking about what you can do to overcome those feelings of being overwhelmed. So let's get right into this episode sermon. She needed to take a time out. 
So what she really ended up doing was just throwing gasoline onto the flames of her daughter's anger. So here Ashley and I were in the middle of this dream vacation that we had scrimped and saved to go on, and we're having to watch this meltdown happen behind us. I thought the only way that I was going to be able to save this vacation was to turn around to this family, introduce myself, tell them that I'm a pastor, and offer a little free counseling services once we all got off the ride. But fortunately, this mother's anger fizzled out as quickly as a box of sprinklers fire fizzle out on the Fourth of July. So Ashley and I were able to return to the fantasy of Disney World again. But in that moment, right then and there, I learned a lesson that I don't think I'll ever forget. And that lesson is that even when you are at the most magical place on Earth, you can't escape stress. You can't escape stress. And we all know that. According to research that was done by the American Psychological Association just last year, the average American reports having a stress level of 5.6 out of 10. 5.6 out of 10. And that's up from where it was in 2020 by about 5%. And I've got to be honest with you, that surprises me a little bit. Because 2020 was when the COVID-19 pandemic first started. So in 2020, we were all living through lockdowns. We had no idea what the world was going to look like, and we were all kind of freaking out. So it's hard to imagine that our stress levels would actually go up. But when you stop and you think about it for a minute, you realize that there are plenty of things happening in our world right now that can stress us out. You can be stressed about the war that's been fought in Ukraine for most of this year. You can be stressed out about what's happening in our economy right now and the fact that we're seeing inflation levels at a 40-year high that's hitting all of us in our wallets. You can stress out because of the recent surge in cases of COVID-19 that we've seen across the country. And you can stress out even more if you've contracted this virus or somebody you love has. You can stress out over the flooding that happened in eastern Kentucky last week. And you can be stressed about the ongoing epidemic of gun violence in the United States. And you can be stressed out about our ever-growing political divide in this country. There are plenty of things that we can all stress out about. And it doesn't matter if you're young or if you're old. It doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're a woman. We all know this is true. Sometimes we all feel overwhelmed. There are times when we all feel overwhelmed. Which is probably why Jesus spends a little bit of time talking about worry and stress in the most famous sermon that Jesus ever preached. You know, the one that he preached on the mountain. So, I want us to take a look at what Jesus has to tell us about worrying and stress today. So, if you've got a Bible close by, go ahead and grab it and turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. And as you're finding it, let me just remind you that Matthew is one of four biographies that we have of Jesus in the New Testament. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So, in the book of Matthew, you're going to be, be able to read about Jesus' birth and Jesus' baptism. You'll be able to read about Jesus' ministry as well as the miracles that Jesus performed. You'll be able to read about Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection. And you're also going to be able to read some of Jesus' teachings. And in the Sermon on the Mount, this is one of those times where we get to read Jesus' teachings. And Jesus covers a whole lot of topics between Matthew chapter 5 and Matthew chapter 7. Today I want us to look at what Jesus has to say about worry. So we're going to start reading in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Here's what Jesus says. He says, Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. 
you'll eat or what you'll drink or about your body, what you wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain or gather crops into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you much, aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you by worrying can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice the lilies in the water field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you that even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses the grass in the field so beautifully, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, the people of weak faith? Therefore, don't worry and say, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink or what are we going to wear? Gentiles long for these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Instead, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If you listen to what Jesus says in this passage, it kind of helps keep the things that you worry about, the things that stress you out, the things that make you feel overwhelmed in proper perspective. Because in this passage that we just read, Jesus tells us that, that those of us who are believers, those of us that follow Jesus, that we believe in a great, big God. But we don't just believe it. We don't just follow a great, big God. We believe it and we follow a great, big God that loves and cares for all living creatures. So what Jesus wants us to hear is that we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat. Because God knows that we need to eat. So God will provide for us the same way that God provides for the birds in the air. And Jesus wants us to know that we don't have to worry about what we're going to wear because God knows that we need clothing. So God is going to provide for us the same way that God provides for the flowers out in the field. So Jesus wants us to know that we believe in a great big God that loves us and cares about us and wants to take care of us. Those are great things. Those are things that we need to hear. Those are things that we need to remember stressed out, it's hard not to worry. It's hard not to worry when you're hungry, when you're naked, when you're stressed out about whatever has happened in life. And Abraham Maslow actually has a theory that explains to us why it is so hard for us to not worry when we are feeling stressed out or when we're hungry or when we're naked. And this was a theory that he first released back in 1943. And according to Maslow's theory, there are a hierarchy to our needs. So we have our most basic needs out at the bottom, and you progress higher up. But according to Maslow's theory, if we don't take care of the most basic needs, there's no way that we can ever focus or accomplish on those higher needs that we all have. So what are the most basic needs that we have that we have to take care of first? Well, one of our most, ba most basic needs is food. So if you are hungry, you can't really focus on anything else. So it doesn't matter what promises Jesus makes to us in the Gospel of Matthew or any place else. If you're hungry, you're not going to be able to reflect on and think about the promises that Jesus has made to you. So they're not going to bring you any comfort when your belly is growing. What are some of our other basic needs? Things like rest or sleep. So if you decide that you're going to stay up late on a, on a Saturday night, or if you just don't sleep well, but on Saturday you decide you're going to come to church on Sunday morning, 
you're probably not going to get much of anything out of church come Sunday. It doesn't matter how great your small group lesson is. It doesn't matter how fabulous or funny that morning sermon is. All you're going to be doing is fighting off sleep. So you're not going to get anything out of it at all. Now, the problem that we have in church is that we usually focus in on those needs that are higher up in Maslow's hierarchy. But we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the fact that whenever we come together to worship, whether it's in person or online, that there are plenty of us who are struggling and worried and stressed out about our most basic needs. Another one of those basic needs is money. We worry about having financial security. According to a survey that was conducted by CreditWise last year, 76% of Americans say that money is the number one thing that they're concerned about, the number one thing that stresses them out. 76% of us stress out about money. But money is just one of those things that we stress out about. When you look at surveys that have been conducted over the last seven years, you find that there are four areas in our lives that we consistently worry about. I just told you money is number one on that list. But the other things that are on that list are things like work. We worry about doing something meaningful with our lives. Something else that's on that list, third thing on that list, is our relationships with our family. We worry about if we have healthy relationships with the people we love the most. Another thing that's on that list is our health. We stress out and we worry about how we are physically doing. But we in the church, we don't spend a whole lot of time talking about money. We don't spend a whole lot of time talking about work and doing something meaningful with your life. We don't spend a lot of time talking about how you can have healthier relationships. We don't spend a whole lot of time talking about what you can do to improve your own health. And you know what? There's a huge problem with that. There's a huge problem when we don't talk about the basic things that we need in life when we come together week after week to worship God. Because when we don't talk about those things that stress us out every single day, it makes us feel like God doesn't care about what's actually happening in our lives. And I think that this is what the book of James is getting at when James says this. He says, my brothers and sisters, what good is it if people say that they have faith, but they do nothing to show it? Claiming to have faith can't save anyone, can it? Imagine a brother or sister who is naked and never has enough food to eat. What if one of you said, go in peace, stay warm, have a nice meal? What is it if you don't actually give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead when it doesn't result in faithful activity. Did you hear what James said in that passage? Let me read a couple of those verses again because I really want you to hear what James says. He says, imagine that a brother or a sister who is naked and never has enough food to eat comes to you. What if one of them said, what do you say to them? Go in peace. Why don't you stay warm? Have a nice meal. But what good does it do if you don't actually give them what their body needs? In the same way, faith is dead. It doesn't result in faithful activity. You know, in church, we say that we care about each other. And we say that we care about each other because we actually do care about each other. So we care when you're having issues with your health. We care when your marriage is going through a rocky spot. We care when you don't have enough money left at the end of the month to pay your electric bill. But what good does it do for us to care about these things if we don't do anything about it? What good are we really doing if we don't do anything to help 
what good are we doing as a church if we don't really do things to help other people? A few months ago, I had a friend and colleague in ministry who reached out to me. He was doing some research, and he was trying to better understand uh, the burnout rate that's happening in ministers right now. But what he was particularly interested in was talking with ministers who have been able to avoid burning out over a long time in ministry. So he reached out to me because he knows that I've been in ministry for more than 15 years, and I've been pastoring here at Melbourne Heights for more than a decade. So he wanted to pick my brain a little bit. So over the course of about an hour, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about life, and we talked about ministry. We talked about the challenges that all of us have been facing since the COVID-19 pandemic began. And we talked about the specific challenges that our church has been facing over the last few years. But as our conversation was coming to an end, he kind of shifted gears on me a little bit. And he asked me a different kind of question. He asked me, what is your favorite part about being a pastor? What's the best part of being a pastor? I can tell you, that's not a question that you get asked every day. So I had to think about it for a little while. And after a few seconds, maybe a minute or two, I told him that the best part of being a pastor is bringing hope to people. The best part of being a pastor is bringing hope to people. He told me that as he's talked with a lot of different pastors doing this research, and he's asked every single one of those pastors that same question, but none of them had answered it quite that way before. But then he said that really is what ministry is all about. It's about bringing hope to others. So that conversation happened back in March. So I've had time to reflect on it over the last few months. And I continue to believe that the best part about being a pastor is bringing hope to people. But I've also realized over the last few months that we all need to experience hope in our own unique ways. There's not a one-size-fits-all hope that covers every single one of us. We need to experience hope for where we are in life right now. So there are people that are worshiping with us right now that need to hear the words of hope, that God is walking beside you with whatever difficulties you may be facing right now. And there are people that are worshiping with us right now that need to hear the words of hope, that God is working to overcome the pain and the suffering that you're going through in your life right now, and that God is working to bring his kingdom to this earth. But there are other people right now that need to hear words of hope when it comes to their finances and to know that they can be a better steward of the blessings that God has given them. There's people worshiping with us right now that need to hear words of hope when it comes to their families, and they need to know that they can still fix those broken relationships. There are people that need to hear words of hope when it comes to their own health, especially those who are experiencing health that is declining right now. And they need to know that God is with them and that God is the ultimate healer, even if it doesn't happen on this side of eternity. And there are people that are worshiping with us right now that need to hear that they can still do meaningful work in their life. No matter what job they have, no matter how long they have been retired, they can all still work for the kingdom of God. And this is what keeps drawing us back to church. Sunday after Sunday, week after week, we keep coming back to hear these words of hope. But unfortunately, we in the church don't always do a good job of speaking the kind of hope that people need to hear when they come and worship with us. 
it's time that we really focus in on ministering to people exactly where they are. It's time that you and I, that the church as a whole, really works to minister to people where they're hurting right now. So that means if somebody comes to us and they are suffering spiritually, that we need to minister to them spiritually. But if somebody comes to us and they're suffering financially, that we need to be able to help them with their finances and talk them through the problems that they're facing. If somebody's struggling with their health or with their relationships or whatever it is, we need to be able to minister in these areas and help them where they're hurting. Or to put it another way for you, our ministry needs to be about meeting you where you as a church, our ministry is about meeting you where you are. Because it's like James says, what good is our faith? What good is our faith if we can't minister to other people when and where they're actually hurting? And every single one of us that's part of Melbourne Heights, whether you've been a part of this church for years or whether today is the first time that you've ever attended one of our services in person or online, we all know what it's like to be hurt. We all know what it's like to need help when we're feeling stressed out. So over the next few weeks here at Melbourne Heights, that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to help you in some of those higher areas of stress in your life. So for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what we can do when it comes to the stress we feel about finances. And we're going to talk about what we can do when it comes to the stress that we feel about doing meaningful work. And we're going to spend some time talking about what we can do about the stress that we experience related to our health. But most of all, what we're going to be focused on is just trying to help you learn how you can overcome these feelings of being overwhelmed. And the first thing, all need to learn when it comes to overcoming these feelings of being overwhelmed is what Jesus told us in the Sermon on the Mount. The first lesson that we can learn to help us overcome these feelings of being overwhelmed is to remember that no matter what you're facing, you're not facing it alone. God is with you. No matter what you're going through in life right now, and we want to be with you I want you to know that if God can take care of the birds in the sky and the lilies out in the field, then God wants to take care of you, too. Let's pray together. God, as we come to you in this time of prayer, you know that there are things in our lives that can make us all feel overwhelmed. God, we've talked about some of those common areas today. Our finances, our relationships, our health, our work. But God, you know there are so many other areas that can stress us out. So God, my prayer for all of us that can hear my voice right now is that you help us to remember that even when we're feeling overwhelmed, we are not alone. You are always walking beside us, helping us every step of our journey. And God, my prayer for our congregation here at Melbourne Heights is that you help us to walk beside one another as we struggle, as we feel stressed out, as we worry, as we feel overwhelmed as well. Help us learn what we can do to overcome these feelings, to get rid of our stress, to get rid of our worry, to not feel overwhelmed as much. Allow us to minister to one another. Allow us to feel your presence. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that this episode has reminded you what we as followers of Jesus, as believers, are supposed to do. We're supposed to meet people where they are when we minister to them. And that means that we here at Melbourne Heights, we want to meet you wherever you are. So over the next few weeks, we're going to try to meet you where you are, and we're going to talk about some of those areas where we commonly feel stressed out and overwhelmed. We're going to talk about what we can do when we're stressed about our money, when we're stressed about our jobs, when we're stressed about our health. And we hope that you'll come back and join us next week as we start talking about what you can do when you're feeling stressed out about money. As always, that episode drops next Tuesday, and if you subscribe to our podcast, it will be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. But until next time, I will be praying for you guys. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you back here soon for another sermon podcast.